This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, Ward White. Welcome to Tuesday and game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Aaron, we're glad you're with us. Welcome into the program. Lots to get to over the next couple of hours. Uh, well, uh, let's check in. Ward, are you doing okay? Outstanding. Did yes. you watch the game last I night? I did. I did. I did watch the game. Did you break it down? Uh, did you go back and break it down? I went back and watched it again, yeah. You and watching something twice. I know. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Did I hear I you? I did s- watch. Now, no? I will say that I've enjoyed Monday Night Football with Peyton and uh, his brother. You like that? I like that m- much better than the regular. That's the, the last oh. – the last two weeks, that's the only thing I've watched. Let me tell you, last night I said, you know what? It's it's early in the football game. I'm going to go over there and I'm going to I'm gonna give it a try. And I made it about four plays and I went, <laughs> no, this is absolutely the worst. I'm moving back to where I've got a play-by-play guy okay. and an analyst and a sideline reporter and uh, the things that I enjoy. But okay. I, I did not do the Peyton Eli thing at all, hey. at all. Past two weeks, that's all I've watched. Now, I recorded the other and went back and watched the other. Yeah. Because you get a better view. You? I'm kind of in the middle because I think it's it's entertaining and they're very knowledgeable, but I just prefer traditional play-by-play. Yeah, and so here's what you do. You put them in a booth with somebody. Uh, do, do what? I said that would be good, too. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving that mic on. It's three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that would be for me. But that that sitting around and let's bring in a, a you know let's bring in a guest and let's chat it up while the game's going on. No, that's I don't know. CNC Collision Center text line two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Your thoughts? Do do did you even try it? Do you like it? Uh, you know, I, I here's what, I, and I'm telling you right now. For me, I, I'm sorry. It's still the best broadcast is still Brad Sham, Babe Loffenberg. It, 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 to me, oh, it's yeah. still it's the great. absolute best thing. If I can figure out a way to match the radio and the television, uh, it, 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 use your pause button and you can catch. You, I've done it. You can catch and up get, and get it to. Okay, yep. maybe so. Maybe so. But it's. It, I'm sorry. Uh, it, it, did I hear you say you were walking and listening to the game and not watching? Yeah. The, How about that? The uh, first half I, I listened to as I was. Uh, Getting in my five miles, I listened to Brad Sham and Babe on uh, SynthetSportsFan.com. And then I watched the second half. And then I watched – I didn't watch I didn't watch the whole first half, go back and watch the whole first half like Ward, but I did go back and watch extended highlights after I got after the game was over. You see, my, my, my deal, my DVR, whatever you call it, it records the game automatically. Mm-hmm. So I have it, and I will go back and, and, and watch some of the stuff – that you know that especially once we talk about it a little bit today, and we're going to have John Machota on uh, from the Athletic talking about it a little later on in the program. Uh, some of the things that he talks about that maybe we didn't you know talk about. I'll go back and, and look for some of that stuff. But uh, I, I just thought, you know, if I'm nitpicking, fifty-two, you got to learn to not hold. <laughs> that that's true. Yeah. Uh, Zerline, you got to make extra points. Boy, is that ever true. And and McCarthy, you got to find the clock. I mean, and I know you won by a gazillion points, and the game was never really in doubt. But that's going to come back on you. But it is going to bite you. You've got to be able to execute that. And you know, it's like I was. We were just talking about it. If if they punt you down inside the ten, 
take a knee. They don't have any timeouts. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, and if you if you've got an opportunity, you run a screen or something safe. And if you make some positive yards, go about your business. If not, you can still take a knee and get out of there. But after third down, why weren't you calling timeout? Not fourth down, third down. Call a timeout. Leave yourself a minute. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have no idea. It made no how, sense to me. How he could be so bad at clock management. I, I don't get it. And, and you know, I, I heard one of the national guys say, you can't, you can't bring that up right now. I mean, they won by 20, you know. Yeah, you can. You have to. What are you going to bring it up when they lose by, by three? Because they, they lost a possession? And, you know, and, and think about this. The Eagles were getting the football to start this – got the football to start the second mm-hmm. half. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you gave away a possession. In, in reality. Yeah, he's got to be better at that. He just has to be. Somebody does. Well, yeah, you'd think there's somebody there, down there that could say, hey, guys, wait a minute, what are we doing? That's what I'm saying. There's 46 guys with headsets on. Somebody get it figured out. Somebody figure it out. And, and I'm sorry. This is becoming, you know, once is a oops, but twice in three games. Zerline, you got to make your extra points. And I know he won the football game with a 56-yarder last week, but – they could have been chasing that point last night. No, they didn't. No, they didn't, but they could have. They, they I certainly mean, could you, have been. You would think that that's not something that's going to happen on a regular basis. That just, to me, it's still, I know they moved the extra point back for a reason, but it still should be automatic for an NFL kicker. Pretty darn close. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay, CNC Collision Center text line. I love it. I don't need announcers to enjoy and watch the game. All right, there you go. That's why some like chocolate and some like vanilla. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, we we, we want to hear from you. Uh, is, is it gaining momentum? Because the first night of Monday Night Football, that was not a well-received from a from – a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? From a rating standpoint, it was not well-received. Is it gaining momentum? I know you keep up with that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think the first one did a well under a half million – and the second week did over a million. I haven't seen what it did last night. So it's – Well, it's going to be bigger because it was the Cowboys. Seriously, I'm, and I'm not yeah, making no, that up. I mean, but, but, but from, it's America's From team, week one to week two, it went from under a half million to over a million. So we'll see what it did last night with the Cowboys. But it, was, it did gain popularity. So it's probably, probably going to remain an option. Huh. Well, all right. We'll see how that goes. Uh, the other big story that you had on SportsCenter – Today, Ward was Jacob Zeno. Yeah, how about that? Didn't see it coming. I mean, not surprised once you go back and think about it, because now all of a sudden there's what three, four guys. Uh, in fact, I was watching them warm up. There's like six or seven guys listed as quarterbacks. I mean, uh, so in Bohannon has secured that starting spot mm-hmm. uh, and no has yeah, and has played well, and you could see the team. The team rallies around Bo Handen. I mean, there's no question about it. He He's the guy. I mean, uh, so there you go. But, uh, I, I, I st- you know, and, and this is the time you're going to get it done after that after that fourth game. And, and mm-hmm. so, you know, wish him well. But, man. Yeah, and that's, that's the deal with the transfer portal. Once you get close to that, you know, four games, you're going to see guys say, okay, it's not going to happen here. And. They're gonna bail and go somewhere else. I, you know, I, again, 
I'm not a big fan of it, but that's that's where we are in college football. Yeah, I was. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm looking real quick at the. Uh, trying to find the uh, the two deep, and just see how it is listed for this week versus versus Oklahoma State. Uh, you know, obviously that. Well, I'm, I'll, I'll I'll find it eventually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they're. I'm, I'm, you know, you, you guys while you're looking, on, Well, I'm, while you're looking, Ward makes a good point. You know, you have four games, and I think basically, and I'm not trying to say that I know what he was thinking, but it appears, you know, you see that, that uh, Jerry is uh, named the starter, and you see a couple of games. Well, by now, after the Iowa State game, you know that he's going to be the starter the rest of the season if he stays healthy. Yeah, so, I mean, like that's what I said. Gary Bohannon, his football team. This is his football team. I mean, no, there's no doubt. Zeno was, by the way, listed as number two, as number two well, in shaping in shaping number three. So there you go. All right, uh, it is a ten after four. But to, so there, there, there's there's where you are. Uh, it, what did you think? And you know what? I want to get into it in the next segment. I wanna, okay, I, we're we're, we're going to talk a little cowboy football in the next segment. But uh, I, I was just. Here's what I want you to think about while we go to the break. What did you think of Hurts? Was it all on him? Okay. I mean, was it all on him? We'll talk about it next, right here on ESPN Central Texas. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at the thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy skies tonight with a chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms. Our best chance, though, will be overnight with about a 70% chance. Low temperatures falling to 70 degrees. Tomorrow you'll be waking up to showers and a few thunderstorms across the region. Most of it will be out of here by 10 o'clock in the morning, otherwise partly sunny and humid in 87. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on Game Time. Joined now by Calvin Watkins from the Dallas Morning News. Calvin, first of all, good afternoon. Appreciate your time. Uh, what a crazy ending to that football game. Your thoughts on the last 40 seconds of that football game? I thought they screwed it up. Amen. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. We, we, we might not be talking right now. I'll be busy. Game Time. Weekdays 4 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. So a friend told me about Mr. Clean Magic Eraser, and his exact words were, it changed my life. I used to spend a ridiculous amount of time trying to remove tomato sauce from inside our microwave and soap scum off the bathtub. It's like seriously magic, and my secret weapon for cleaning the kitchen, bathroom, doors and walls, and even keeping my sneakers clean. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. Greatest invention ever. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser, the unicorn of cleaning. Have you heard about the new Quesabira? That's right, Quesabira. Their hottest new food in the country and way cool tacos and tamales at Union Hall is the place to get them. Delicious, savory braised beef on a bed of cheese and corn tortilla. Grilled crispy with onions and cilantro and served with a consomme dipping sauce. Way cool tacos in Union Hall, handcrafted with love and inspired by their family's generations of Tex-Mex recipes. Located in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in Waco. 
When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. NMLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Playing his first home game in 351 days after suffering the compound fracture of his right ankle, Dak Prescott helped the Cowboys beat the Philadelphia Eagles 41-21 last night, completing 21 of 26 passes for 238 yards and three touchdowns. Veteran cornerback Richard Sherman is flying to Tampa today to visit and work out with the Buccaneers. Baylor third-year sophomore quarterback Jacob Zeno entered the NCAA transfer portal today. The Bears prepare for a top 25 matchup with Oklahoma State coming up on Saturday. Astros on a four-game skid start a series with Tampa Bay tonight, 7-10 first pitch. Rangers start their final homestand of the season tonight with the Angels, 7-05 first pitch. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Now, back to the Allen Samuel Studios. All right, 414, welcome back into the program. Game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Cowboys wallop the Philadelphia Eagles. And and the question was Jalen Hurts. Do you put this loss on Jalen Hurts? I I can't put it all on him. I'm sorry. I mean, I know that he didn't perform well. I mean, week one, he played pretty good. Um, But it was against a bad team. Week two, he was okay. uh, But it was against a, you know, not a good team. Um you know, I think the Cowboys are a better team this week, and I, I don't think he played exceptionally well, but I also don't think he had a whole lot of help either. Bingo. I mean, I, you know, he's got to have some help to be able to perform at, at a high level. I, I think the book on him's too short. Um, I mean, look, this guy last year was his rookie year. We all know what last year was, so it didn't get a – I don't think you could give him a fair shake on last year and then this year. It's kind of his rookie year again because he's got a new head coach. Yeah, that and he he was making just his seventh or eighth start. Yeah, that's not – I mean, it's the, not enough measuring stick to say, you know, this is all on him. Now, did he play well? I don't think he played great. No. Uh, but, again, I don't think he had a whole lot of help. And that intercept – I mean, a lot of people are throwing it on him on that interception to Diggs. Really, I mean, if you go back and watch that, yeah, he underthrew the ball. But if he gets a little help from his receiver not falling down, that probably is not intercepted. That's probably at least knocked down by his receiver. Or if it is picked, he's tackled. Well, yeah. So, it's I mean, not a pick six. No, exactly right. I don't think it yeah. even gets intercepted if the receiver doesn't fall down, to be honest. So, well, and here's I mean, the other but thing. he did underthrow it a little bit. But still, I, I, I feel like that he needs some help. He's a young guy that needs some help. I don't think he's completely awful. Like he's, I mean, he's getting taken to the woodshed. There is absolutely no running game in Philadelphia. No. You know who the leading rusher was last night? Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. That can't happen. Well, it shouldn't happen. 
You're right. It I mean, shouldn't. not if you're going to be successful. No. You're I right. mean, the, and, and I get it. Their offensive line is struggling from a health standpoint, just like the Cowboys a year ago. Mm-hmm. But you, I mean, they didn't. Look, Sanders had two attempts. Two. Everything else, let's launch it. And then there was some, I don't know if those were design runs by Hertz. I know a lot of them were scrambles. He was, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get out of there. Uh, but he rushes nine times for 35 yards. He threw it 39 times. You're asking basically a rookie quarterback to go on the road Monday night football against the team that's probably supposed to win the division and throw it 40 times and be successful. It's not going to happen. That's a big ask. Yeah. Uh, now, granted, he didn't play particularly well. No, I, I, again, I say he yeah, didn't play well, but he didn't get any help either. There is zero, I mean zero help for him. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The Cowboys, they got a stat sheet, <laughs> a running stat sheet as well. They know that, the, you know, hey, look, they're not running the football. They're not even attempting to run the football. Pin your ears back, get after the quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, they kept showing like Diggs. Diggs had no respect for anything beyond his shoulder. You, did you notice he never turned his body or his head? He just watched Hurts and then broke on the ball. I mean, he knew where the football was going probably before the receivers did. It, yeah, it, it was – you. this poor guy was in – and I'm not saying he's going to be a NFL superstar quarterback, but, man, there was nothing for him. No, I, I think you'll see he's going to be better than he was last night. I think he still has a chance in the NFL. Now, it'll all come out in the wash. I mean, he may not. I mean, this may be the game that puts him on a downward slide. We've seen that before, too. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I think he still has a chance, but he's going to have to – one, he's going to have to get some help from his receiving core. He's going to have to get more time in the pocket. He's going to have to learn to be able to stay in the pocket a little bit better. Uh, and he's going to have to have a running game. You know, and it just goes to prove that you still need to be have the ability to run the football to win a football game. You don't have to run the football, but you got to have the ability absolutely. to. And the opponent needs to think that. Yes. And, and Dallas did not think that they were going to run no, the football. No, absolutely not. Conversely, uh, and I thought Dak did a nice job of getting in and out of place. And I was, was, was Philadelphia's, was it just my imagination, or was Philadelphia's check down? Pretty simplistic. I mean, safety walked up, safety walked back. They, did, they didn't disguise it wasn't anything. Dis- I mean, no, it it was dis- way before the snap, too. Yeah, they didn't disguise things very well. And, you know, that's a credit to Dak, too, by waiting to give his second call for a play, letting that play clock play itself out where they right. had to force their hand a little bit. That wasn't just because of that, – that was designed by Dallas to make him – make them show their hand because he was waiting to the last minute to go to his second check down or call it off and, and stay with his first play because of the fact that they were they were having to show their hand a little bit. Zeke averaged 5.6 yards a carry. And Take that all day. And Pollard averaged 5.5 yards per carry. Take that all day as well. All day long. Yeah, absolutely. All day long. And it begins up front with the offensive line. No, you could definitely tell uh, – you can tell, you know, with the old line pushing them all back five yards. Uh, you can tell when we're going to hurry up and they're uh, they're uh, still on the ground uh, cramping up. So uh, they definitely felt us. Uh, we definitely uh, it was an emphasis for us to run some tempo just to kind of wear those guys down. And um, O line took over. 
I don't know uh, if you've seen Philadelphia's schedule the rest for the next four or five weeks. Mm-hmm. It's brutal. I mean, they seriously could be zero and six. Easy, easy. Well, yeah. It look it, it. It's tough to win a game in the NFL, and and you look at where Philadelphia is right now. They're reeling a little bit, and the schedule you just mentioned is not favorable for them at all going forward. So they're going to have to figure some things out. And one of the things is they're going to have to figure out that offensive line. And they're going to have to learn to at least attempt to run the football to try to take some pressure off Jalen Hurts, or it's going to be ugly like this every week. Miles Sanders, two carries, 27 yards. That's that's that, just a lack of effort. <clears throat> that's your running game. Yeah, I mean, you, 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 you didn't give up on it. You never tried to establish it. Right. I mean, that wasn't – you know, hey, let's get this going in the first quarter. Oh, look, we're we're in trouble. And I think that that's part of the problem it. in the NFL. The NFL is is claiming to be a passing league, but you know, when you get behind, you start abandoning the run and you don't go back to it. And it's all emergency, break glass. We we don't have time to run the football. Well, you know what? If you at least try to establish it and make them respect it a little bit, it's going to open up your passing game. Football is still the game of football, no matter how you look at it. It's still the game of football. If you go about it the right way, you can win football games. It's blocking and tackling. There, and, you know, it's, uh, and, and you're right. If you, You've got to be able to run the football. I, I, I think you do. Uh, Dak talked about uh, just how good a team win this was. So it was great. Like you said, complete from defense, offense, uh, complimentary football, um, all the way around, just from, from halftime, just the way to continue, continue it, the way we communicate it. Um, that, that was fun. I think that showed just the, the brotherhood that we're creating and the culture that we're creating within this team. And um, that, that's just one, and that's just a step, and that was a big step in, a, in the building block of where we're going and what we're trying to accomplish. He, he went on to say, you know, the, you know, the Cowboys, the flow of the, of the offense, Ward, was, was tremendous last night in, in Dak's uh, estimation, and he, he gives credit starts with his play calling. I mean, just the way that we're getting in and out of hollow just shows his decisiveness and his plays and what he wants to get and what he's trying to accomplish and changing up the personnel or, or staying within a personnel because he sees it's working. And uh, from play action to the run game to just drop back pass, uh, it was all working. But I think it's a credit to him for mixing it up and um, just going back to the things that, that show that they worked earlier. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've said he, he's in a groove, and uh, that's, where it be, that's where it starts, and he just – feeds them to us, and we go out there and execute them just by, by staying focused play-by-play. Play. That's Dak talking about Kellen Moore, the mm-hmm. uh, offensive coordinator, and, and the rhythm that the Cowboys got into last night. And, and they weren't a good rhythm. They were, and, and Kellen Moore is coming of his own. You know, I'm the first one to admit that I've been very critical of Kellen Moore, not knowing what he's trying to do and set things up, and, and you are starting to see he's comprehending that he's starting to set things up he's starting to use the bootleg and come back to things and and go back to you know a trap run or or a delay or going to a counter a little bit and so he's he's setting things up now a little bit more than he has in the past a lot and uh it, it last night was pretty impressive the way that he would go in and out of tempo and look look what he did and and I don't know if this was checked down or by uh you know, line uh, formation, but they figured out real fast that the tight ends were going to be available in this football game. They got eight completions to tight ends and two touchdowns to and those, tight ends. Those were all calls at the line of scrimmage, most of them. I, I think there was a couple that probably Kellen Moore called, but the rest of them was designed by 
what the Eagles were giving them. And then going back, like that touchdown uh, in the middle of the end zone, that was designed to go to the left. Dak saw that there was three receivers to the left. They were all covered. They overloaded that side, and the linebackers flowed that way. So he bootlegged on his own up to the other side to his safety valve and found the tight end wide open in the middle of the end zone. Well, and again, you go back to preparation during the week. Absolutely. And you go back to your your coordinators and your quarterback coaches going, hey, this is going to be available to you if you get this look. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did. I mean, I thought they were well prepared from that side. And again, give credit to the defensive unit. I mean, they were so stinking short-handed yesterday. Front end, linebackers, back end. It didn't matter. They had they had starters missing, multiple players missing, and they found a way to disguise looks and give them some different things and, and really played well, I thought. Oh, they played outstanding. And they got in and out of the off the field. They got some uh, third-down conversions that they were able to get off the field, force them into a punt situation and give the – Offense, good field position. I, I thought the defense played really well last night. Now, are they going to have to play better to get where they want to be? Yeah, but everybody does. Y'all, talk, y'all talked about it yesterday, uh, Dan Quinn. It just He had a great game plan going in. They knew exactly what Philadelphia was going to try to do, and they had it set up to stop it. Philadelphia got one touchdown, basically. One with the other 14 points was a defensive touchdown, and a, and a touchdown late in the game when the game was already yeah, in hand. Yeah, they weren't exactly yeah, playing they're, hard. Yeah, <laughs> and they're, they're playing way off. I mean, their starting offense against Dallas's very injured starting defense got one touchdown the entire game. That's pretty impressive. All right, our buddy Mike uh, sends a note that uh, he likes the Peyton Eli thing. So, we, we want to hear from you. Uh, hey, have you even tried it? Have you even uh, give, sampled it? And, and I don't know why I did it yes, or last night. I just out of the wild blue went, you know what? I'm going to flip over and, and mm-hmm. see what this is about. And I couldn't get that, I couldn't get that remote going back fast enough. Uh, it, it just, for me, it just wasn't the deal. Yeah. You know, but you know what? I like it better. Yeah. And, and I'm not crazy about the Monday Night Crew, so that, that, for, the, for me, that does it. No, and I, the crew before them was awful, yeah. so – you know, it, it's kind of been that way for Monday Night Football for a while. No, I, I, I'm with you, but I, I will say this. It, it, I'm giving ESPN a little credit for saying, hey, look, here's another choice. Sure. Here's another option yeah, in, our, in our mega cast or whatever they, they like to call it. But we'd like to hear from you on our CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660, regular telecast or the Eli Payton telecast we want to hear from you today all right uh, 427 we're going to step aside and when we come back we're going to switch gears we're going to talk about college football nationwide we'll do it with shihan jayaraja we'll do that next it's the baylor coaches show this wednesday with the voice of the bears john morris now beginning at 7 p.m our next baylor coaches show not from rudy's but here on espn central texas includes cross-country coach david barnett and head football coach dave aranda join us this wednesday for the baylor coaches show now 7 to 8 p.m wednesdays here on espn central texas Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show, Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show, Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. 
Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a Thai manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco, to apply. For a limited time, refinance your vehicle and have 90 days with zero payments. Only at Genco FCU. Refinancing lowers your rate and you pay less for your car. You can't pass on rates as low as 1.75% for 48 months. Apply online today. Annual percentage rate subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. Go to GencoFCU.org. NCUA equal housing lender. My money, my future, my credit union. Genco. How many trucks are running around Central Texas without any masculinity? Just look at the road and you'll see. With many, there's nothing there. Not one accessory. And that's what's really toxic. Sadly, truck nudity affects thousands of Central Texas trucks. But it doesn't have to be that way because it's a fully treatable condition. At Pickup Outfitter Labs, our R&D department has been working hard on this problem. And I'm excited to announce a stunning breakthrough. It's our own patented treatment called P.O. Now, anyone suffering from truck nudity can get PO'd. Need a bed cover? Get PO'd. Need a hitch? Get PO'd. Need a bumper, toolbox, or grill guard? You guessed it, get PO'd. At Pickup Outfitters, we're making real progress, but we need your help. Do you know someone who needs to get PO'd? Send them to Pickup Outfitters for treatment. Our recovery center is located at 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. See our educational video on our website at createacommotion.com. That's createacommotion.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Playing his first home game in 351 days after suffering the compound fracture of his right ankle, Dak Prescott helped the Cowboys beat the Philadelphia Eagles 41-21 last night, completing 21 of 26 passes for 238 yards and three touchdowns. Veteran cornerback Richard Sherman is flying to Tampa today to visit and work out with the Buccaneers. Baylor third-year sophomore quarterback Jacob Zeno entered the NCAA transfer portal today. The Bears prepare for a top 25 matchup with Oklahoma State coming up on Saturday. Astros on a four-game skid start a series with Tampa Bay tonight, 7-10 first pitch. Rangers start their final homestand of the season tonight with the Angels, 7-05 first pitch. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Let's get the latest on college football with Shahan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 432. Shahan, good afternoon. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks as always for having me. Let's uh, let's dive right into this thing. The other night when I got home for the Baylor game, I was watching Oklahoma at West Virginia, and OU wins the football game. Yet every time there was a pause or a break in the action, you heard the sixty or 70,000 or whatever it was chanting the backup quarterback's name. What's your thoughts on, on that situation in Norman where they're winning football games and maybe not getting the style points that the fans want, but they're getting the results the coach wants, and yet the fans are, are, are wanting that backup? Well, I'll tell you what. I'll go back to the 2019 season when 
current NFL starting quarterback Jalen Hurts was the starter, and you had a lot of fans clamoring for Spencer Rattler, who was the number one quarterback recruit uh, coming out of high school as well. So the reality is, especially when you've got a quarterback recruit like that, and we're seeing a similar thing happen right now at Ohio State with C.J. Stroud and some of the five stars that they got back there, when you have talented quarterbacks on the bench, they are the most popular player on the team. We even saw this, obviously, last year uh, with Jacob Zeno uh, at Baylor behind Charlie Boer. Everybody who's a backup is the most popular player on the team because they're an unknown. And the reality is, if Caleb Williams, the number one quarterback recruit in the class of 2021, was ready to come in and provide better quarterback play than what Spencer Rattler has given, he'd be the starting quarterback right now. Lincoln Riley does not make his money for not having good quarterback play, right? And so... I understand why people are frustrated with the play. The offense has not been very good at Oklahoma. It's actually three straight Big 12 conference games that Oklahoma has scored less than 28 points, which is the first three games in Big 12 play with Lincoln Riley as head coach that they've scored fewer than 28 points. So things are heading in the wrong direction in a lot of ways, but the reality is the issues that they have are a lot bigger than who's playing quarterback for them. What's wrong with Clemson right now? Is it more than the offensive line for the Tigers? I think it's just a little bit of everything. I mean, I know that that's the easy answer, but, like, if I could point to, oh, it's just bad quarterback play. Oh, it's just bad running back play. Oh, it's just bad receiver play. I think that receiver has been a real issue for them. They haven't gotten a lot of separation. I think that uh, – and, you know, that's one thing that they've been known for is having kind of a dude at receiver, and, and they don't really have that right now. So I think it's really every single phase of the offense is going through their own individual issues, and it all kind of comes together into one very uncohesive product. And, and yes, I think that definitely the offensive line, if you have to take one of them, especially that interior line – has been a real issue for them. They shouldn't have been able to be pushed around against a team like Georgia Tech. Uh, they shouldn't have been able to be pushed around by a team like NC State, although NC State has a good defense, but not not that level. I mean, it shouldn't be at that level. And even against Georgia, perhaps the best defense in the country, to only score three points, I mean, that's just not good enough with the way that they've recruited over the past couple of years. So I think that there's really issues at every level of the offense, and, and that's scary, right? Because that means that there isn't a quick fix. They're not just waiting for their next Trevor Lawrence. They're not just waiting for their next Travis Etienne. They're not just waiting for one or two offensive line recruits to come in. I think that they've got some systemic stuff that they got to figure out, and maybe in some ways they got to figure out, you know, big picture and schematically, how can we play with the talent that we have, and how can we make the game easier for quarterback DJ Uyunglele. So it's going to be interesting how they kind of figure some of those things out. But right now, I think everything has to be on the table. You mentioned uh, Zeno a moment ago. Were you a, a bit surprised that uh, today he uh, enters the uh, the transfer portal? Yeah, you know, it was really interesting. I thought that, you know, like with, with the way that quarterbacks are these days and also just being a blue-chip guy, a guy who was highly sought after, I think that once he lost the starting quarterback job to Gary Bohannon, a guy who's only one year older than him um, and, and they overlap a lot in eligibility, you, you kind of think that might happen. I think that it happened a lot quicker than I might have expected. I didn't know that he would leave in the middle of the season. But then you hear the news from uh, from Sick and 365 that not only did Jacob Zeno not win the starting job, but he actually lost the backup job to Blake Shapin. I mean, you know, at that point, there's not really an opportunity for him to get onto the field, right? And that's a tough situation. I think that everyone at Baylor was really excited about what Jacob Zeno could bring to the table. I think that a lot of people hoped that he could be the starting quarterback, but this is the game, right? I mean, when you pick a starting quarterback, it means that other guys can't be on the field. It's unique to really any position in all of sports because you can only play one of them at a time. So it's a tough situation, but ultimately I think that this was inevitable. 
Do college football fans have to admit now that Arkansas may be for real? <laughs> I mean, look, if, if you're not doing it after going and physically beating up Texas A&M in a game that, in my opinion, wasn't even as close to the final score, I don't know when you're going to do it, right? I mean, they do play Georgia this week. It's going to be a good test for them. They're going to play Ole Miss. They're going to play Alabama. They're going to play a lot of really good teams. But, like, I think that what we know at this point is that regardless of what happens this weekend and even what happens against Ole Miss, I think that this is proof that they're a legit top tw- uh, top 25 team. I think that this is proof that they should be able to push for the top 10 spot. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, what a testament to the job that Sam Pittman has done as head coach at Arkansas. That a real chance that they took hiring an offensive line coach, but it's paid off. I think, I, I think that you see from top to bottom on their roster, and really in every phase of the game, you see kind of like the personality of an offensive line coach. They're physical, they execute well, they work together. And, and I think, again, just such a testament to what they've done there. And, and uh, we'll see whether it can kind of keep up against the most talented teams in the country, but, like, Texas A&M is no slouch, and they were really able to push them around. So I'm excited to see what they can do this weekend. Are Alabama and Georgia kind of in a class by themselves right now? If if the playoffs started tomorrow, they, it would be, what, Oregon and Penn State, the other two teams, and they'd be double-digit favorites over both those teams. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think that there are two teams that kind of stand above right now. And I do have to mention, right, like Georgia is in that class because they beat Clemson, who doesn't look to be very good. And Alabama did it because they beat Florida, who hasn't necessarily played anybody, and also uh, Miami, who doesn't look very good. So I think there's even a chance that the top two could fall back to the pack in some ways. But I would say that those uh, two teams are still ahead and shoulders above everybody else. It'll be interesting to see how those two other spots kind of work themselves out because Oklahoma hasn't looked like a great team so far this season. Ohio State already has a loss on its record. And Clemson, of course, looks like they're completely out of the conversation. So it's going to, I think that this could be as wide open a year in college football that we've had in really the playoff era. And so it'll be interesting to see who else can kind of play themselves into that conversation. Well, and I was just about to ask you, and, and I'm being very serious when I ask this question Is there anybody in this league, minus Texas or Oklahoma, just because of the brand? that can play their way into that into that game. It, it, for example, if Oklahoma State makes a run and, and goes 12-0, and 0, are they a top-four team? I mean, I think that right now, if anybody goes 12-0 and 0 in a Power 5 conference, I feel very good about the idea that they would be a playoff team. I, in fact, I, I can almost guarantee it. And I would point out Baylor as a team that I think looks like through the first couple weeks of the season, like they might have that kind of gear now. We don't know exactly how good Iowa State is, but we do know that they're a really good defense and Baylor was able to do some stuff against them. So it'll be interesting to see now going on the road in this game at Oklahoma State. I mean, look, we don't we don't necessarily know that these two teams are going to be at that level, but in some ways I think that the winner of this game suddenly does push themselves into that top 15 conversation, push themselves into that top 10 conversation, and like not into the playoff race by any means, but like, into the periphery of the playoff race. And it, it, they give themselves a chance. So I do definitely think that they have a chance. And in Texas, I, I know that they're kind of the top brand, but like they haven't been a team that's been in the conversation. And I think that with how good Arkansas is looking, they do have a chance to play themselves back, I think, in a lot of ways. So uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, Iowa State's out. I think Oklahoma still is the leader in the clubhouse. But Oklahoma State and Baylor, I think, are two other teams that maybe might be able to play themselves in. And in- – that was one of the other conversations we were having was, you know, if you're, if you're 18, 19, is there enough 
if there is there enough ways to move into that conversation. I mean, uh, you've got to leapfrog a lot of people to get into the into a real serious conversation, don't you? I think you do, but I think that the other side of that is that this has been a real transient year, right? Because you have a lot of those teams at the top who have already lost. I mean, I think that at this point, the number is there have already been 25 teams who were ranked in the top 25 at some point who have lost the game. So this is just the beginning in a lot of ways. And the other thing that you point to is that you look at kind of that top 15 group, there's a lot of teams that are in the Big Ten and a lot of teams that are in the SEC. So what could happen is you could kind of have a coalescing where all of a sudden Penn State beats Iowa and, and Iowa's out of that conversation. And then Ohio State beats Penn State, let's say, and they're out of that conversation. So I, I think that we're going to have a lot of opportunities for these teams to play each other. And what that's going to do is it's going to clear the deck, right? It's going to clear the way for some of these other teams to get into that conversation. So, again, I, I think that if you're able to go through the season and you're able to be undefeated, and even if you're a one-loss team, if your one-loss isn't too bad, I think there's definitely a path there. Now, the tough part is that I think you probably have to beat Oklahoma maybe twice to really feel good about getting into the playoff. But, you know, that's that's kind of the deal with the playoff, right, is that you have to beat the best teams in front of you. So there's definitely a path. If you go 12-0, if you go 13-0, I think that you are in. I, I don't think that there's much doubt about that. The question is going to be doing it because it's not easy to do. Are you, uh, are, are you excited about Notre Dame and Cincinnati? I, I, I'm kind of jazzed up about this game. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I mentioned it just a minute ago, but, like, the path is wide open right now, and I think that this is as open a path to the playoff that the group of five has ever had. Now, it's really hard. You have to go, again, 13-0 undefeated, and for Cincinnati, they have to beat a team that's ranked number nine in the country. But if they do that, I think they clearly jump into the top four. It's clearly one of the most impressive wins in America this year. And then if they go undefeated, I think that they have a great chance of being in the college football playoff. So, this game has a lot of implications to me. Both these teams are still undefeated. Both of them are in the top ten. Uh, a lot is left to happen, and I think that this game could have a big impact on the rest of the year. It, it is kind of fun right now to kind of watch those future members of the Big 12, particularly Cincinnati and BYU. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. And I think that if you are the Big 12, right, like you feel real good about where both those programs are at because this is before – they get any kind of bump, right? Like this is before uh, they're able to go on the road and sell that they're members of the Big 12 Conference and recruit in that kind of way and say we're a power conference team. And the other thing, too, I mean, just going back to BYU, because as sort of a national writer these days who has to watch a little bit of everything, I mean, I've been really impressed by those BYU crowds in Provo. I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun for Baylor fans to get to go and experience that. And same deal on the way here. I mean, you know, there's a lot of Mormons in the state of Texas, so I think there will be a lot of excitement for them to come down the Waco and come see some games. So it is, it is I think, really interesting to see those teams go. And, and I think that, again, you know, I mentioned it when I was on a couple times ago, but these are three or four of the best teams, I think, that you could have added from the group of five. And I think that there's going to be a lot of excitement when they finally enter the and it's kind of ironic that BYU will be here in a couple of weeks for a, for a non-conference game. So we'll kind of we'll kind of get to do that thing uh, here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, no question. I think that there's going to be a lot of excitement too from BYU because let's not forget Baylor stole their offensive line coach and offensive coordinator and are having a lot of success. With them. So I think that there will be a lot of excitement from the BYU side to kind of try to show people, hey. We're the OGs of this. We we brought this uh, to the table. <laughs> Shahan, what are you uh, what are you working on for CBSSports.com right now? 
Yeah, I'm working on my upset picks as usual. I'm, I'm just kind of starting the, that right now, but that'll be out on Wednesday. And then, you know, this upcoming weekend, we got another slate of games, so it's going to be real exciting. Does 21 beat 19? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I, I need to look closer into it. I need to, but I, I think that I feel good about the way that Baylor matches up. I think it's going to be a more favorable matchup, uh, especially, I think, on the on the defensive side of the ball than what Baylor faces past week. I don't think that they have a, uh, Oklahoma State as good a player as uh, as the running back, Maurice Hall, that Iowa State has. So I think that there's reasons for optimism. But, listen, I, I was uh, at, at Baylor back in 2013. Stillwater still a scary word to me, so we'll have to see what happens. Hey, Shahan, appreciate it. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. We'll see you later. That's Shahan Raja from CBSSports.com. Uh, you know, and, and I, I was looking at this today. Do you realize that Baylor has won two of their last three trips to Stillwater? Uh, All right. And, and I, I, I don't know. I, I bring that up because one of the things that we've talked about, we, we kind of – we started in on it a little bit yesterday is just how difficult to place Boone Pickens is because the the fans literally the way the, the the configuration of the stadium the design of the stadium the fans Ward as you know are literally right on mm-hmm. top of you you can't hear yourself think uh and, and it truly is a home field advantage for for the uh for the Cowboys but yet the the two of the th- last three trips to Stillwater Baylor's had uh, had success there, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, and, and you know, it it'll it'll be that prime time game Saturday night, six o'clock, up at Boone Pickett Stadium, and we'll talk more about it coming up a little later on today, and of course throughout the week. It's uh, four forty six. Stay with us. Coming up, we've got a check of the Ranger Roundup. We'll do that next. It's off to Stillwater this week for Dave Aranda and the Bears taking on Oklahoma State. 4 p.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. It's a 6 p.m. kickoff with J.J. Joe, Ricky Thompson, and the voice of the Bears, Sean Morris. Bears, Cowboys, from Boone Pickens Stadium in Stillwater. This Saturday, right here on ESPN Central Texas. At UBO Business Services, we understand that digital transformation is the integration of digital technology into all areas of a business, fundamentally changing how you operate and deliver value to your customers. By letting UBO Business Services identify and remedy inefficient paper and email-based business processes, we can help your organization grow by 20 to 30% without adding any additional headcount. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. 
in Commons Bank wishes all the area teams a successful 2021 football season. If you're in the market for a new home, let in Commons Bank help you finance your mortgage. Rates are low and houses are going fast. So stop by your local branch today and meet one of the friendly neighborhood bankers. With approvals in as little as 24 hours, in Commons will put you on the way to finding what you're looking for with terms you can afford. You can apply online at incommonsbank.com forward slash loans. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Your body needs essential nutrients to keep you healthy and feeling good. While these nutrients are found in the food we eat, most adults don't get everything they need through diet alone. That's where Cooper Complete comes in. Visit coopervitaminquiz.com and take the vitamin needs assessment. When you do, you'll not only find the right supplements for you, you'll get 10% off your next purchase. That's coopervitaminquiz.com for 10% off Cooper Complete supplements and the knowledge you need to fill the nutrient gaps left by your diet. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. Ah, music to our ears. Just like the words of Randy and Dennis, real customers who decided to give Good Feet arch supports a try with a free fitting and test walk. In the morning, it felt like I was standing on marbles on my heel. Working at an amusement park and being on my feet all day long, extreme pain every day, trying so many different things over the counter, none of it worked. When I went into the Good Feet store, the fitting was all about me. She brought out these two little art supports, tried them on, walked around the store with them, and immediately felt better. It's amazing. Your day becomes better and the sun shines. You know, it's a good life. See how our trusted specialists and personally fit arch supports can help with foot, knee, hip, and back pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. Time now for the Ranger Roundup, brought to you by Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Winding down the 2021 baseball season, the uh, Rangers open up a series tonight after having the night off last night. They open up with the L.A. Angels. Uh, Los Angeles at 74 and 82, Texas at 57 and 99. When you look at the Angels roster, I've just I, I've thought about this. You know, this used to be a team under Mike Sosha that contended for a championship or won the championship constantly in the American League West. But then they haven't done anything lately, and they've got, in my opinion, the best player in baseball, Mike Trout. They've got the well. Hang on a second now. May have to back that train up. They got the dual threat and Trout, mm -hmm. and they got the Pujols. And you know, they got some players. And I know that they've had some injuries. I get it. Yeah, Trout hadn't been there. No, I, I get that. But, I mean, it, what I'm saying, in the past he has been. Uh, and how many championships have they won in the last four or five years? I mean, they None. I mean, and Socha's not, not there anymore. I mean, they – and look, they're, they're not even a 500 baseball team. They've got clearly the best baseball player – in in all of Major League Baseball, may have the two best players, and again, one's injured, but they're 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 sub five hundred. They're seventy four and eighty two. So it, it, they, they, that's an interesting ball club. Uh, it was a team that just they just won championships, and now they they can't seem to get the corner turned. No, not that I'm sad because. Our team is, it hasn't exactly got on. They haven't turned the corner. They haven't gotten on the freeway yet. Uh, they're fifty-seven and ninety-nine. Do you see them winning six straight? So they no. Oh, okay. I, I didn't even finish. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep him from losing 100. No, that's happening probably tonight. <laughs> probably tonight, yeah. <laughs> so everybody's, everybody's on board for tonight, huh? All right. So it's the uh, Rangers and the Angels tonight. Texas at uh, 57 and 99. The Angels at 74 and 82. I'm sure it's going to be a packed house on a uh, Tuesday night. <laughs> You're such a skeptic. <laughs> you giving away a, free cars to everybody. <laughs> it, could, it, it could be a milestone game. Yeah, it could be. Mm. Uh, anyway, that's the last time the Rangers did lose a hundred in a season. Man, I don't know. I think I think you have to go back to the early seventies. I think you have to go back to those those Ted Williams days when they first moved the franchise from Washington here to to find. You know, they've had some bad teams, but have they been this bad from a one loss standpoint? I think you got to go back to the early 70s. I do. I think, you know, it may have been that 72 team, you know, uh, w- when they first got here. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, it, it's – but it, it has – and or this may be an all-time worst. I mean, I don't know. I mean – Let's see. Worst, worst – are you 19, looking it up? Yeah, 1964 when they were the Senators. Senators, yeah. Uh, 72, they lost 100. 73, they lost 105. That's when they became the Rangers, just like you said, the first year they were uh, in Arlington. And since then, they have not done it. So? They lost 95 in 2014. They lost 95 in 2018. And so that's, s- that's the worst record going all the way back to... Wow. Uh, oh, they got close. In 1985, they lost 99. That's the closest they've gained. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, they you're were a, a bad baseball team then. Yeah. And, and they're a bad baseball team now. So, uh, anyway, that is our Ranger Roundup. The Ranger Roundup brought to you by Joe Kaleo and the fine folks at Kaleo Wealth Management. It's 454. We're six away from five here on a. Tuesday afternoon. We're going to get back into football at the uh, top of the hour. Josh Neighbors from Locked on Big 12. Uh, the podcast is going to join us and talk some Big 12 football. Uh, but uh, first, we're going to talk about Shorty's Pizza Shack. They're at 12th and Bagby. And you can check them out online at shortyspizzashack.com. Look, it, it's a simple deal. They got great food, great ingredients, fun atmosphere, and, and, and a great place to, to get some pizza and some wings and some chili dogs or whatever the case may be. Enjoy your favorite beverage and watch a ball game. You could have done it last night. You can you can do it tonight. You can go watch the Rangers and the Angels tonight if you so choose. You, you see, their dough is made fresh daily. Marinara is homemade. The, the, the toppings, such as burger and sausage toppings, made in-house with no filler, no additives, no artificial flavoring. And they've been in business since 2011. And you're not in business that long if you're not doing it right. Shorty's is a homegrown, family-owned, and operated pizza place just off the Baylor campus, specializing in New York-style pizza. By the slice, 14-inch or 18-inch pies. And, of course, they proudly serve locally brewed craft beers in the can or on draft by the pint or half pitcher. Grab one, enjoy some pie, and enjoy the uh, big screen TVs that are right outside, or you can dine in, or you can get it to go. It's your choice. It's Shorty's Pizza Shack. They're at 12th and Bagby. And, again, that phone number, if you want to call in your order for a pickup, it's 235 2646 235 
This is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. Prescott's going to be under center. Only heard here. here. Under center, first and goal. There's a handoff to Elliott coming right. A big sack, Martin Block. All season. And he blows through. He walks the dog. Touchdown, Cowboys. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Carolina Panthers. Live from AT&T Stadium. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Catch the Cowboys and the Carolina Panthers Sunday at 11 on ESPN Central Texas. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nitsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. The one stop for all your farm and ranch supplies is China Spring Country Store. They are an official Purina dealer. When it's time to buy feed for all your animals, including dogs, cats, and exotic pets, China Spring Country Store also has the latest styles from the most popular brands of women's Western clothing, including those comfortable shoes from Hey Dude, plus jewelry, lawn and garden products, and Plum Creek crockers that will be perfect for your front porch. Go by and see Taylor, Melissa, and the gang at China Spring Country Store, 9030 China Spring Highway. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Texas is open for business, and as potential customers re-emerge, now is the time to reach them. Your proud Texas business needs customers, and customers need your products and services. So let Eminem Broadcasters bring you together. Eminem has a variety of specialized radio stations, each designed to reach a specific audience. Advertising grows your business. Email today to info at mmbwaco.com or call 254-772-0930. That's 254-772-0930. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at pioneerboys.com. Let's go around the Big 12 with Josh Neighbors from Locked On Big 12 Podcast on ESPN Central Texas. Straight up and down 5 o'clock. Good afternoon. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. The 5 o'clock hour is brought to you by VersaLift Southwest, a town manufacturing company currently hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service techs. All of these openings start at $17 an hour or more, and you can apply here in Waco at 7601 Imperial Drive. Joined now by Josh Neighbors, Locked on Big 12 Podcasts. And, uh, Josh, good afternoon. How are you? Um, well, every time that, that audio hits, I love it. I love it. Second time hearing it. That's <laughs> uh, pretty awesome, boys. So awesome to me. Th- that means you're a member of the team, Josh. You're an official member. The only official members of the team get their own open. I'm feeling the love. I'm feeling the love. I appreciate it. 
let's begin with uh, with uh, Jacob Zeno uh, in the transfer portal. A, did you see it coming? B, where do you think he ends up? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a move that you probably had to see coming. I think there's a few quarterbacks in the conference that you probably thought maybe would hit that. Um, and Zeno was one of them, you know, whether he got demoted or not, you know, that's that's kind of a weird spot. But, yeah, it's a quarterback who's shown us some great moments, but not a whole lot. And I think because of that, you know, I, I, I'm trying to think about places that are pressed for quarterbacks. Um, maybe it's a lower tier, you know, maybe a school like a Wake Forest takes him right. He's a guy that's actually shown some deep shot potential. Jamie Newman kind of guy that showed some deep shot potential. So maybe he, he replaces Sam Hartman once he moves, moves on after the season's over. So he's going to have a lot of options because of the caliber of recruit that he was and some of the nice stuff that he showed. Uh, but there are some big questions about him. So the news not shocking, uh, but I think the possibilities for him are, are pretty decent. Is there any time to sign the, sound the alarms for OU fans? Is, is there a problem in OU? Or is West Virginia a much better football team? Yeah, that game was that game was weird. You know, Oklahoma, they might do this thing all year where they just win close games. It could be one of those seasons where they do that. You look last year, their September was very rough. They, they had, did have a bad September. They turned the quarter in October. So that's why I'm kind of all eyes on this Kansas State game, a team they've struggled with the last two years. Uh, and also it's October, so a chance to turn the corner. How does Spencer Rattler respond? How does the offensive line respond? They have not been very good so far this season. There's so many questions surrounding that team. So I'm not sounding the alarm yet. I think college football fans overreact all the time. But this week is a great test. I want to see it this week because that West Virginia defense, to be honest, actually is a really good defense, really good unit. Let's see this week how they respond, how they look, before we really start you know, uh, bringing out the boo birds and – Asking for, asking for Caleb Williams and, you know, saying really sound the alarm. Two points. One, Brown's a heck of a football coach. And two, how does that, – that's, that's got to be a tough deal for Spencer. I mean, to, to have, you know, the backup quarterback's name being chanted in the stadium and then to, on national television to be asked about it. Well, I mean, let's think about this real quick. You want to bring in a freshman quarterback – I know he's talented – a freshman quarterback behind a bad offensive line that can't establish the run uh, and Spencer Rattler hasn't done very well. Do you think Caleb Williams is, is going to start being, you know, uh, Peyton Manning with the arm and, and, and Michael Vick with the feet? Like, that's not going to happen. I, I mean, I, I bet a lot of the problems that Spencer's having right now would persist. And Lincoln Riley even said as much after the game. He told Holly Rowe, look, we didn't play well around Spencer. So, yes, yeah, Spencer's not been great, but things around it haven't been, haven't been good either. Look this week at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's offensive line had their best week of the season. And guess what? So did Spencer Sanders. So maybe there is a lot to what Lincoln Riley is saying about not playing well around Rattler. But he, he's a hot shot, man. And he's, he's one of those guys. He's got the talent. He's got to tune it out like he did last year after getting benched and recover. He's shown that he can recover from adversity once. I'm not going to bet on him you know, not doing it again. I, I think he's going to be okay. TCU has to bounce back from a great game against the SMU Ponies. SMU and Tanner Mordecai playing very well offensively, leading the nation in a couple of statistics. Is TCU able to rebound off that game and handle Texas at home? Uh, guys, what's going on there? I mean, the defense is bad. The offense has got it figured out. This is, you know, up is down at TCU right now. Um, I don't know what the fix is because their offense, their defense rather, looks so lost. Last week, 42 points given up. Also, they, they picked off Tanner Mordecai three times. 
So if you're still giving up that many points, it means your defense is pretty much feast or famine. They've got torts on the ground as well. I mean, they've got a lot to figure out. On the upside, the offense looks good. And um, they're heading to a situation this week. You know, they've had a lot of success against the Longhorns. So if they're going to turn it around, this is the week to do it. But if they don't, man, some serious questions have to be asked about Gary Patterson because we've been, we've been waiting for that, that kind of bounce back for a while now. They've been pretty me- mediocre the last few years. So uh, questions will be asked if they don't get it done this week and, and if Texas beats them in any way, shape, or form like they beat Tech last week. Josh, it, it just—it's not going to get any easier for for Matt Wells and, and the Red Raiders. I mean, that was that was a thrashing on Saturday in Austin, and now they get to go play at Morgantown, which is no easy task. Yeah, this is this is a difficult moment for them. Um, last week, you know, losing losing Tyler Shuck was obviously uh, a really big you know a, a big moment for them, but they, they weren't going to win the game anyway. That was a game they had to get because last year not had to get, but last year. They had Texas dead to rights and didn't get it. And that could have been a landmark win to help Matt Wells out. Well, now he loses the quarterback. Columbia's a really good backup. You're really lucky to have a guy like that coming in. But West Virginia, as we've seen, is a team that is really stout on defense to get after the quarterback well. But they can be had in the second half. Brought this up a bunch. Guys, in, in, uh, in six quarters against Power 5 teams in the second half this year, They've scored, I think it's like six or nine points. Uh, they had the second half against Maryland, three points. Second half against Tech, three points. And then they were shut out against Oklahoma in the second half. So West Virginia, as good as they are, they can be had if you can stay consistent and be a bit more consistent than they are. Baylor traveling to Oklahoma State. This team seems to be on such a roll right now and have the confidence do they have enough to get it done with that offensive line that's played very well against Oklahoma State's defensive line to give them enough to come away and steal one from Oklahoma State? Yeah, what I loved about Baylor's game against Iowa State was how balanced it was. Offensively, they took care of the football you know, outside of the, of, of the fumble. Um, special teams got them a score, and then everybody's talking about that. But, but the second return by Ebner – was the more important one because it put him in position to get a field goal. So he basically accounted for 10 points in that game. And also the offense was so, – I mean, they took care of business uh, at all three places. The defense, I've been saying this a bunch, but Baylor, uh, Baylor allowed five Iowa State trips inside the 25, five separate ones, where they held them to four field goals and they got a pick. That is bend but don't break, like, personified. So I think because of that – They've got the balance to take care of business. But Oklahoma State at home last week showed their quality. They showed that poise and kind of ability to really take care of, uh, of their work at home against a good team. I'm going to favor the Cowboys here, but obviously Baylor has kind of proven me wrong and proven a lot of people wrong, showed they can get it done. So it's an exciting game. It's a great opportunity, but I'd favor Oklahoma State in that one. Is, is it the game of the week of the conference? I think it's yeah. I think it's the most competitive game of the week. People nationally, people will say, "Hey, Oklahoma, Kansas State," because of the record, because of the history there. Uh, it's a bit more interesting. But look, if you follow this conference week to week, Baylor's win last week compile with the fact that Oklahoma State had their best game is four and zero and has a great home field advantage. This could be the battle for who is team number three and potentially number two if Iowa State doesn't get it together. This could this could be. Uh, who is the front runner to face OU 
at the end of the year in Dallas. I really think it could be that kind of game. Even with Texas sitting there, they got the one loss, but obviously it was outside of conference. Yeah, exactly. So Texas right there. I still have some doubts about that defense. They got pushed around by Arkansas and Texas Tech threw on them. So I know the Tech game, you know, some of the scores came in garbage time, but, but you got to think about that. They got dominated, absolutely dominated on the ground against Arkansas, and Texas Tech was able to do some stuff through the air. So if I'm Texas, I, I mean, Texas has the best player in the conference, period. B. John Robinson's the best player in the Big 12. I actually don't think it's a very close uh, race. But, but the defense does give me some pause about kind of uh, putting them at team number two at this point. They're in the mix for number three. You got to get more consistent than that the ball, though. Talking with Josh Neighbors from Locked On Big 12, the podcast. Josh, they're not in the league, but uh, they're coming. Do, do you keep an eye on, on the Cincinnati's and the BYU's of the world right now? How do you not? I mean, <laughs> guys, Cincinnati's got a chance this week. If they beat Notre Dame and they win out, they cannot be kept out of the playoffs. They might get because it's just, you know, it's a garbage system. But how do you keep them out? I mean, this, this is what I've been saying. If Clemson had just lost to Georgia and gone undefeated and Cincinnati just goes undefeated, you put those two together, Cincinnati would have the better resume, a win against uh, Indiana and a win at Notre Dame. It's a better resume. Now, would they get in over Clemson if they went 11-1, 12-1? I don't know. But they should be. They, they have got the ability, man. I mean, this is a great opportunity them coming off of a bye to go on the road. They're favored in Vegas last time I checked as well. What an opportunity for Luke Fickle and also BYU. I mean, not, I mean, kind of quietly because the games are late at night, but putting together a really nice season, they've got a chance with, with the way their schedule is structured to, you know, I know they play Baylor later on, uh, to have a potentially 10 plus win season as well. So yeah, things are, things are looking pretty up for the two potential, uh, Top dogs joining the Big 12 here in a few years. Josh, uh, what are you working on right now for uh, for the Locked On Big 12 podcast? Well, power rankings coming out here pretty soon, uh, which should be fun. Talk about biggest storylines and obviously previews every single week. This conference, tell you what, guys, the middle class is strong. It's a lot of fun. So many questions. I mean, is there a conference that's got more talking points than the Big 12 right now? I don't think there is. Uh, it's a lot of fun right now in this conference. As always, it's a pleasure. We appreciate your time. Yep, guys, whenever you want me. We'll see you. That is uh, Josh Neighbors, Locked on Big 12 Podcast. Uh, you can catch that uh, uh, on his podcast. It's uh, t- uh, 11 minutes after 5, 5.11 here on a uh, Tuesday afternoon. And, and you know, he, he brings up a great point, Ward. Uh, a lot of leagues, top-heavy. Uh, this one, th- there's a lot, I guess the word is parody that I'm looking for in, in this conference. There's a lot of good football teams. I'm not sure that there's a great football team there may be before it's all said and done but right now to me there's a lot of really good football teams and it makes for some compelling Saturdays in the league I mean look how many close games we had last week now we did have 70 to 35 I'm sorry I'm sorry that's I, I know but I mean look look what you had in the league you had Baylor and Iowa State tight you had uh Kansas State well they got beat by by 11, and then you had the, the 16-13 Oklahoma and West Virginia. You've got competitive, compelling football games in the league right now. Yeah, and I, th- I think that there's – we said that there's two front runners probably in this league going in, and that was Oklahoma and Iowa State. They were probably the two favorite going uh, 
back to the championship game. And then the middle of the pack was going to be very compelling throughout the season because there was a lot of parity. Who's going to be in that middle pack? Well, now we're getting into, you know, the middle of conference play, and there's a lot of teams that are in the middle of the pack right now. I still feel like Oklahoma's the best team. Uh, I'm not sure uh, if Iowa State's definitely the, the second-best team. We saw them last Saturday against Baylor. Now, not trying to take anything against Baylor. I just think it's that close between them. Uh, put Baylor in that mix. I think you got to put Texas in that mix. I think you got to put Kansas State in that mix. I, I think you have to put Oklahoma State in that mix. I mean, there's five right there that, that are all very comparable to each other that may just – Chew each other up throughout this conference. Well, I, I don't, and that's where I was headed with this thing. I mean, you mentioned Kansas State uh, at three and one, off to a good start, but that loss came on the road in Stillwater last week by eleven. Uh, you know, to an undefeated Oklahoma State mm-hmm. team who's sitting there at four and zero right now. Right. So, I mean, there, it's there's some, and you know, I know we go back to the to the Arkansas-Texas game, maybe that loss wasn't as bad. Every week it looks like a better loss, if you will, uh, for Texas because they're, clearly Arkansas is a heck of a good football team. Obviously. And, and they won in their backyard over Texas. They won at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe that loss wasn't as bad as, you know, a couple of weeks ago it was a really ugly loss. Well, it was. And it, I'm, I'm not sure. You know, there's no such thing as a good loss. But there's better losses than other losses. And – you look and at it's that the right game, time of the year, too, it, early. Yeah, the right time of the year. The other factor is, you know, Arkansas was amped up completely for Woo. that football game, and Texas walked into a beehive. They weren't ready for that game. Do you think – Just plain honest. Do you think that Arkansas in their recruiting pieces talks about having wins over both Texas and Texas A&M in 2021? Absolutely. They couldn't get to the printer fast enough. You yeah, know what absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what you I'm You know, they've got the SEC and they've got two big wins over, you know, a future SEC opponent and in a current SEC opponent. Yep. Uh, and they got a big one this week in the Georgia Bulldogs. That should be fun to, to see how that thing goes. All right, so 5-14. We're 14 after 5. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Coming up in a couple of minutes, we are going to uh, – we're going to get to uh, some more Baylor-Oklahoma State conversation. We'll do that for you. But right now it is time for the uh, Cowboy Update. And it's brought to you by Dr. Rao Ali of Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro. Dr. Ali is a board-certified pain specialist, and you can call him today at 469-562-4188. Hi, everyone. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Dallas puts a total whipping on Philly in the home opener last night, 41-21. to a recap of the dominating effort after this. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, and get an exclusive DCU fan pack and member benefits. Dallas Cowboys United members receive exclusive access to virtual content, Cowboys Pro Shop discounts, early entrance to select Cowboys events, VIP experiences, and more. Memberships start at only $20. Visit DallasCowboys.com United to join today. That's DallasCowboys.com United. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. 
It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Dak Prescott threw three touchdown passes in the Cowboys' 41-21 shellacking of the Eagles last night. Dalton Schultz caught two of the TDs, Cedric Wilson won, Zeke ran for two scores, but it was Cowboys cornerback Trayvon Diggs, whose 59-yard interception return for a touchdown was the highlight of the game. Diggs says he's saving the football from the play to give to his son, Aiden. He said, grab an interception and a touchdown. I said, pick six. He said, yeah, I said, I got it. He was here today. He was watching, so he was real happy with Diggs has a pickoff in each of the first three games of the season. The Cowboy defense was dominant, sacking Jalen Hurts twice and smothering the Eagles' run game. Dallas is now in first place in the division with a record of 2-1. and one. With the Cowboys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales. If you suffer from chronic pain, whether it's neck or back, arthritis, migraines, or any part of your body, it doesn't have to be that way. Dr. Rao Ali is a board-certified pain specialist that offers his services to Central Texans from Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro. He can find the best treatment to help you improve daily function and increase your quality of life. Call Dr. Rao Ali for an appointment, 469-562-4188. That number again, 469-562-4188. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy skies tonight with a chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms. Our best chance, though, will be overnight with about a 70% chance. Low temperatures falling to 70 degrees. Tomorrow, you'll be waking up to showers and a few thunderstorms across the region. Most of it will be out of here by 10 o'clock in the morning, otherwise partly sunny and humid in 87. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Taco Bell presents a get-out-of-bedtime story. It's time to wake up from this amazing dream, even though you're jet-skiing on lemonade. How extreme! And oh, look at that. You just won the lottery. (gasps) Is that a castle? Take the keys. It's your property. What's better than swimming in space? Just wait for the big reveal. It's Taco Bell breakfast, and it's actually real. So it's time to wake up and bid your dreams farewell, because toasted breakfast burritos are waiting for you. Only at Taco Bell. Participating Taco Bell locations near you during breakfast hours only. Have you heard about the new Korean barbecue taco? That's right. Way Cool Tacos and Tamales at Union Hall is the place to get them. The mouth-watering Korean barbecue taco. Caramelized bulgogi beef, Asian slaw, cilantro with sriracha lime and mayo served on a flour tortilla. Way Cool Tacos and Tamales in Union Hall. Handcrafted with love and inspired by their family's generations of Tex-Mex recipes. Located in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in Waco. Corporate retirement has a lot of moving parts, and putting together a thorough plan takes careful preparation. I'm Joe Kaleo with Kaleo Wealth Management. I've spent a lot of time thinking about retirement planning from the perspective of employees and employers. We'd like to build a relationship with you and help you chart a path toward your financial goals. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. 
This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy skies tonight with a chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms. Our best chance, though, will be overnight with about a 70% chance. Low temperatures falling to 70 degrees. Tomorrow you'll be waking up to showers and a few thunderstorms across the region. Most of it will be out of here by 10 o'clock in the morning, otherwise partly sunny and humid in 87. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Playing in his first home game in 351 days after suffering the compound fracture of his right ankle, Dak Prescott helped the Cowboys beat the Philadelphia Eagles 41-21 last night, completing 21 of 26 passes for 238 yards and three touchdowns. Veteran cornerback Richard Sherman is flying to Tampa today to visit and work out with the Buccaneers. Baylor third-year sophomore quarterback Jacob Zeno entered the NCAA transfer portal today. The Bears prepare for a top 25 matchup with Oklahoma State coming up on Saturday. Astros on a four-game skid start a series with Tampa Bay tonight, 7-10 first pitch. Rangers start their final homestand of the season tonight with the Angels, 7-05 first pitch. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. All right, welcome back into Game Time, presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Chief Ram, your friend in the car biz. Tom Ward and Aaron, we're glad you're with us. Thanks so much for uh, making us a part of your Tuesday. Drive safely if you're on your way home. Let, let's talk about uh, Baylor and Oklahoma State. And, uh, you know, the, our, our first two guests today, Ward, uh, uh, Shahan J. Raja, and I think, uh, and, and Josh Neighbors both mentioned OSU's quarterback play, thanks in part to their better O-line play, and that kind of goes hand-in-hand, hand, doesn't it? Well, it does, and, but Spencer Sanders is a is a special quarterback. I mean, in the first couple of games, he did it with his leg. Last week, he's 22 of 34, 344 yard, uh, yards, and two touchdowns against Kansas State. Pretty good outing against a Kansas State defense that we thought coming into that game was pretty good, uh, but it all boils down to the offensive line. And, and Dave Aranda recognizes just how special – this quarterback is. It's a growing confidence with him. You know, I, right away you can see his legs and his ability to create. Um, you know, he gets into red zone and critical must-have areas, and now all of a sudden a zone read or a, a running back run becomes a quarterback keep, and um, and so they save the best for last in, t- in terms of the closer they get. But then you you know a lot of his receivers are getting back, and so. You know, um, they are a team where if they see, and you can go to our game last year as evidence of this, if they see a one-on-one outside, they're going to take it. Where there's there's less and less teams in our league that are more that are inclined to do that. I think this league used to be um, full of teams like that. I think Oklahoma State's one of the remaining few that 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 think that way and and uh, take advantage of it. And so we're anticipating that. 
think that way because they got a guy that can fling it a little bit. Well, he can, and, you know, Spencer Sanders does a good job, but he just mentioned the, the RPO that he's able to use his legs inside mm-hmm. the red zone. Don't forget about Jalen Warren, a back who's put up over 100 yards in all every and every game this season, uh, put up 100 and a half against Kansas State. You know, Baylor showed that they're susceptible to the run last week against a good running back. Don't expect anything different from Oklahoma State. They're going to test Baylor's run defense with Jalen Warren and see if, you know, he can get them the yardage that they need, and that does exactly what we talked about each and every week. It opens up the passing game for Spencer Sanders. Is that, for you, the big key, trying to stop run first? And, and, yes, and, and, absolutely. And get him into a passing situation? I, I think so. I think you've got to stop the run with those two guys being as dangerous as they are. I think that that's got to be your first objective if you're Baylor's defense right now. Get that run stopped uh, and then let everything else take care of itself. Averaging 126 yards uh, per game from from the from the line of scrimmage. So I mean, he's he's he is an incredibly talented young man, and mm-hmm. you know, so we'll see. Now, let's don't let's don't forget they played against one last week too. Uh, yeah, and they gave up 190 yards to yeah. Brees last week, yeah, I, and so that's what I'm saying. You 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 you've got to find a way to shut that run game down if you're Baylor. So it's the Bears and Oklahoma State, and again, that is a four o'clock broadcast time, six o'clock kickoff, right here on uh, ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor athletics. John, JJ, and Ricky with the call of that one, uh, and and Baylor's looking for a uh, a uh, five and zero start. So uh, and continuing to uh, to do some uh, some uh, continuing to uh, to move up the up the top 25, and, and we'll see how it goes. I mean, again, I, to me, right now, just kind of looking at everything, this league looks incredibly balanced to me. And I, and maybe Oklahoma's still the 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 front runner, and, and they are until someone, you know, until someone surpasses them. But, man, it certainly looks like that this league has got some really good football teams in it. And, and you made a great point earlier. I mean, you're, you may see this week – Team A get beat, and then next week, Team B beat Team A. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen from week to week uh, in, in game to game. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that's a distinct possibility, at least right now, early in the, as we're going through it. I, I think there's so much parity that this league may eat itself up. So it's number 21, Baylor, and number 19, Oklahoma State. And, again, that broadcast coming your way at uh, 4 o'clock on uh, – on Saturday afternoon with a 6 o'clock kickoff. And it's also going to be on the Deuce ESPN2. Do uh, you guys, uh, Robert Griffin III is going to be the analyst for that for that telecast. How about that? So that would be a lot of fun. So you can check that out as well. All right, uh, let's take a second here and let's talk about our good friends at Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace. It, you know, if your back hurts or your shoulders hurt or your hips hurt, and you're like, man, what is wrong? It could be your arch support system and it's a three-step good feet has a three-step arch support system a strengthener a maintainer and a relaxer and those three those three arch support systems create a total body wellness program balance and alignment of the knees the hips the back 350 different sizes 25 different styles and you're saying well i don't know much about this i i I need to know more well, it's simple. You go to Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace over by Cabela's, and the consultation and the fitting are absolutely free. They'll get you to stand on a piece of paper, and then the next thing you know, they're bringing out a, a arch support that is precisely designed by what you see on that piece of paper. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen. And then you um, 
you slip it into your shoe and you you walk around and you go, hang on a second. I've never felt anything like this. And that's exactly what happened when I went over there. Uh, a lifetime warranty. And they're open seven days a week, Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6 and Sunday noon to 5. Again, that consultation is absolutely free. You owe it to yourself to check it out. It's Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat. Your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, not one, but two Big 12 honors for Baylor football student athletes. We'll give you details and hear from head coach Dave Aranda straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance has protected fellow Texans with auto, home, health, and life insurance since 1952. With more than 260,000 square miles of land and 27 million people, that's a lot to cover. Whether you're wrangling cattle or wrangling kids, we're proud to protect Texans in all Texan ways of life. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to get insurance for Texans by Texans. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. Two tight ends. One to either side. Snap to Purdy. Play action. Play action pass. Oh. Deflected and intercepted. Baylor's got the interception. Intercepted by Baylor's Garmin Randolph on the tipped ball. Baylor has their first takeaway today from Iowa State. Highlight cut courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield. Garmin Randolph, a big play and a big game on Saturday as the Bears knocked off 14th-ranked Iowa State, 31-29 the final score. For his contributions, Garmin named the Big 12 Conference Co-Defensive Player of the Week yesterday. He had the interception along with a career-high six tackles, one of his tackles for loss in the win over Iowa State. Also, no surprise here, Baylor's Tristan Ebner named the Big 12 Special Teams Player of the Week. He accumulated 168 return yards on the day, including the 98-yard kickoff return for a touchdown and a big 41-yard punt return that set up the final points for the Bears in the win over Iowa State. Two honorees from Baylor from the Big 12 Conference yesterday. Baylor has also moved into the top 25 nationally. They're 21st in the Associated Press Poll, 24th in the Coaches Poll. Coach Dave Aranda, what does that mean to you and the team? I can recognize that from an outside perspective. I think for us, it's you know, it's a Tell the Truth Monday. It's you know, we're so we're completely in the grind, you know, and so I think. Um, having staff meetings and then having academic meetings after that. And guys are asking questions on, on um, how can we get this D to a C and how can we get the C to a B or an A and just to really be just enveloped in the details of just um, doing simple better and getting 
getting better with what we do is, I think, where we want it all to be. Dave Aranda and the 21st-ranked Bears now gearing up for another test this Saturday. They'll take on 19th-ranked Oklahoma State in Stillwater this Saturday evening at 6. The broadcast beginning at 4 here on ESPN Central Texas Saturday. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. It's the Baylor Coaches Show this Wednesday with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Now beginning at 7 p.m. Our next Baylor Coaches Show, not from Rudy's, but here on ESPN Central Texas, includes cross-country coach David Barnett and head football coach Dave Aranda. Join us this Wednesday for the Baylor Coaches Show, now 7 to 8 p.m. Wednesdays here on ESPN Central Texas. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. It's music to our ears. Just listen to Deidre. I would tiptoe out of bed because the pain would shoot up my heels. When I went to the Good Feet store, they allowed me to try on the arch supports and I started sobbing because I had no pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial needs are in good hands. It's your bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, with two Waco locations, 4721 Bosque Boulevard and 191 Archway Drive on Highway 84 and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer Boys.com. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. Game time here on ESPN Central Texas, brought to you by Alan Samuel's Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. 533, we talk cowboy football. We welcome in to the program John Machota from The Athletic. John, good afternoon. Appreciate your time today. Oh, no problem at all. Thanks for having me on. Let's let's start with the with the Cowboy offense. Uh, a very solid performance last night. Zeke was uh, Dak rather was twenty one of twenty six. Zeke and Pollard combined for one hundred and fifty five yards. Uh, very very solid performance offensively for the for the Cowboys last night. Yeah, it was really just carried over from the first two games. It just seems like uh, you know you almost say that Dak, Kellen Moore, and, and these offensive weapons can do very little wrong. I'm not going to say no wrong. Clearly the play that gave Philadelphia their first touchdown there with Dak in the end zone and the forced fumble that Fletcher Cox, you know, recovered for a touchdown. You don't want to have many of those plays, uh, especially playing against them a little bit better competition. That can be the difference in some games. But outside of that, you know, Dak's really been taking what these defenses have given him the first three weeks. And so, you know, Philadelphia was giving him a lot of stuff underneath. I saw Nick Sirianni, uh, their head coach after the game, talking about how, like, you know, uh, he was impressed with what Dak was able to do with they were going to give him some of the underneath stuff and and uh you know kind of see 
you know, they didn't want to give up any big plays, but, you know, Dak still found some ways to make some big plays down the field. And obviously when you have the running game like that clicking with Zeke and Tony Pollard, uh, you know, I mean, they're deep at running back right now. They're deep at, at tight end and, and at wide receiver. I mean, they played outstanding football yesterday and they didn't even have Michael Gallup. You know, they didn't even have their starting right tackle in Lyle Collins and, and the offense was just, uh, you know, one of the top offenses in the NFL. So when they have everybody, uh, they certainly have the capability, especially with Kellen Moore calling plays, to be you know the best offense in the NFL. On those same lines, you look at the Cowboys with 19 first downs and the Eagles only running 18 plays in the first half. Does that just exude confidence on what Kellen Moore's doing, what Dak has and what Kellen Moore's doing, and the entire offense just feeling good about the direction the offense is going right now? Oh, yeah, there's just a lot of positive momentum. I mean, you know, yeah, they take that loss in, in week one, and they don't want to talk about moral victories, but, you know, considering the opponent they did it against in Tampa Bay, uh, you know, that was already kind of the start of, like, hey, if they can keep building off this, this this thing should be going, you know, pretty good. And, and I understand that, you know, they didn't blow up and score 40 against the Chargers, but to get that win there uh, against a pretty good defense, that started building momentum a little bit more. And then you get to this Eagles game, and, uh, you know, your home opener Monday night and then to play the way they did there. Now we could find out, you know, later on in the year that Philadelphia is terrible. They only win four or five games. And we look back at this game and say it wasn't that big of a deal. But as we see here today, it's a big momentum builder. And then now all of a sudden you go into this Carolina game. They're undefeated. And, and you know, you're playing at home. Uh, everything's headed in the right direction. But that doesn't mean it'll stay there. There's mm-hmm. going to be adversity that hits. There's going to be times in games where the offense isn't clicking and they're going to have to find different ways to, to you know, move the ball. And so that hasn't happened yet. Everything's going great right now, but the NFL, there's just too much parity. That's not just going to roll like that for 17 games. They're going to have to hit some adversity, and they're going to have to respond to that in, in the middle of games. And so uh, that that's the next piece. Uh, but as of right now, through these first three games, uh, if you're a Cowboys fan, you've got to be pretty thrilled with what you've seen. John, let's flip it to the other side of the ball, the defensive side of the football. They've got injuries. They've got uh, – they've got, uh, They've got uh, sickness with the, with the COVID situation. They've got people missing on the front end, the back end, linebackers. Yet they found a way. They designed a scheme and found a way to play really well last night. Yeah, they really have. And, and, and again, even same as the offense, it's really been for several weeks. It wasn't like they just had this out of nowhere kind of solid performance because it was the home opener. I mean, they've been pretty solid for the most part and then certainly advantageous when it comes to the takeaways leading the NFL right now with eight through three weeks and that's certainly something that hasn't been common in Dallas for a long time and so uh you know it's obviously it's the players on the field making the plays we just talked to the coordinators a little while ago and you know Kellen Moore was talking about how you know it's about the players guys I can scheme this stuff up and and, and that's and that's fine but it, if you don't have the players it doesn't matter and, it, and the players are the ones that get this done and so I'm not going to take I'm not taking anything away from the defensive players they've clearly stepped up but you know the key piece of this whole offseason was Dan Quinn I mean he has got them playing with a lot of confidence and got them playing like completely opposite of the way that they played last season. I mean, these guys seem to be bought in. They're not making the, the, the mistakes. They're, you know, there's none of these questions about effort. Certainly adding a guy like Micah Parsons to kind of be this uh, you know, chess piece to move around that plays defensive end the last two games where he's technically a linebacker. I mean, all of this has been great, but it, it goes back to Dan Quinn. And you know, whatever he's selling right now in that meeting room and during the week, these guys are buying into and – you know, do I think they're going to be a top 10 defense at the end of the year? No, I, I don't. But I also don't think they have to be a top 10 defense to be 
uh, an NFC East champion and, and, and to make a run in January. Is that the most important thing, John, right now with Dan Quinn getting the confidence of this defense? I mean, he can scheme it up all he wants and do the X's and O's, but having them believing in what they're doing, just playing fast and loose and being able to play downhill without thinking too much, I think is the biggest benefit for this team right now. Is that is, is there any truth to that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, and part of getting the guys bought in is that you have to come to them during the week with a game plan that they believe in. You have to, you know, you have to give these players jobs that they can execute and be successful and put them in positions to be successful. And I think he's really done that with, I mean, you look at the back end of this defense, you look at guys like J. Ron Curse and DeMonte KZ, and I mean, even Keanu Neal at linebacker before, uh, you know, he got moved to the COVID list uh, recently and missed his last game. Like These are some free agency moves that, you know, didn't exactly blow anybody away. But you look at what they've done so far through these first few games, and you're just like, is this that they just uncovered these these great free agency secrets, or is it because Dan Quinn and the defensive staff is putting these guys in the right situation to make plays? I think it's a little bit of both. I'm not going to give it all credit to one side or the other, but that's the thing. Like, you just see guys making these plays. They had Malik Hooker. He's made some nice plays. You know, they draft a guy early third round, Osa Digizua. Uh, who's mm-hmm. who's been their best defensive tackle? I mean, you just don't expect that stuff to happen, and that they, they, you know, you've been getting these type of this type of production, and so because of that, I, again, I think it just goes back to you have to give a lot of this credit to Dan Quinn. Do you make anything of the uh, of the uh, the way the clock was managed at the end of the first half uh, last night? Yeah, I don't think it was great, and I and I and I certainly think it's one of those things where you're you're like, yeah, it, it didn't matter in this game, and. Uh, you know, last game there was some questionable clock management that ended up, you know, them them having to kick a 56-yard field goal. I think that they probably could have gotten closer than that, maybe 10 yards, maybe 15. But, you know, they made the field goal and they won, so you kind of move on. Same thing with this game. They won, and it really wasn't that close, and so you move on. But they are things that you put away in your back pocket, and you're just kind of like, is, is an issue here going to cost them in, like, a bigger game against a better team right? Uh, in a bigger moment? And that's the part where you're just kind of like, uh, well, hopefully they're learning from these things, but you know, um, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe this. I- I'll put it to you this way: I think about 20, 30 years ago, I think that you'd be easier to move on from this stuff. And the reason why I say that is because there wasn't social media. And I think 20, 30 years ago, I don't think there've been many people getting these old clippings of what was being said about Mike McCarthy and Green Bay. <laughs> but when you go on Twitter on a Monday night and these things are happening. And your timeline is getting flooded with people that are like, yeah, this went on in Green Bay all the time. This is nothing new. You're just kind of like, oh, well, that's interesting. I mean, certainly I followed the Packers from afar. I mean, I grew up in in Detroit, and the Packers have been outstanding for the better part of really three decades. So it's not hard to to follow them. But when you see this constantly, people talking about, yeah, no, this is what went on here too, you're just kind of like, you know, it kind of makes you kind of raise an eyebrow and be like, yeah, well, Let's keep an eye on this. This could be something that ends up being an issue later on. But so far through three games, it hasn't been a major issue. It hasn't been the difference, and, and they are 2-1 and one right now. But uh, it remains to be seen. But, yeah, I mean, certainly it's a win. You should be happy about that. But you also can ask questions about why things were handled that way. And it also doesn't help when you got a great, like Peyton Manning on TV, questioning it, and everybody's watching him on ESPN, too. <laughs> the other thing that we, we, we talked about was – and it, it hasn't hurt yet, is uh, Zerline missed another extra point. Those need to be automatic, and I know they moved them back, but, man, you got to make your extra points. Absolutely. I mean, again, going back to this being a league of parity, like, 
that's fine against an Eagles team that you blow out. And obviously it's fine when you kick a 56 yarder to win the game. Uh, but is that going to come back and haunt you against some good teams? Because you're not going to be blowing out the good teams. They're going to be close games like the first two weeks were. And the field, field goal kicker oftentimes can be the difference. You know, uh, I, I'm, I don't know the numbers on it, but I'm sure you can go back and there's a significant difference in, in wins uh, by having Justin Tucker be your kicker or Adam Benetieri in, in his prime. I mean, it's, it's a big difference. Certainly watching Dan Bailey for, you know, the three or four years that he was so dominant in Dallas, you just, you, you know, you almost took it for granted. And now it's just like, uh, it's not only the shakiness that you feel like, okay, he's missing extra points and things like that, but it's, okay, if you, if you turn away from Greg Zerline, like, what do you think is out there right now? Like, what do you think is, is just waiting? Like, what kickers do you think are out there that you're just like, yeah, we can just plug that guy in and everything will just be clicking? Like, it's not that easy to find quality kickers that you can count on, not only to make your extra points, which should be, you know, they should make all of them, but also to be kicking clutch kicks to win games. I mean, there's just, there's the, you're not just going to pick up a guy off the scrap heap right now that just is sitting at home and, and, and is just going to, you know, be, you know, smooth and everything's going to go fine. So it's like, if you turn your back on Greg Zerline, like there's no guarantee that the next guy you bring in is any better. And so it certainly is a position that you're going to have to keep your eye on. Uh, but as of right now, you know, and it also helps that John Fossil is, I mean, him and Greg Zerline have worked together for a long time. So John Fossil completely believes in him. And as long as that's the case, uh, I don't, I don't see anything changing, but it's certainly something to monitor. Yeah. And when you talk about John Fossil and the special teams, did you think that, as good as the defense is playing right now and as good as the offense is playing right now, that special teams with him at the helm would be maybe the weakest link in this whole thing? Yeah, it's kind of surprising to say it because they were just so improved last year from what we saw the year before that. And, I mean, the year before that, the Cowboys had probably the worst special worst special teams in all of the NFL. And then he, he certainly brought them back to respectability last year. I mean, made him one of the top special teams units. And so, uh, yeah, there's been some questionable decisions over there, but – uh, I think all in all, let the season play out. We'll see where that goes. But I, I, I think that it's an improvement of where they've been. And to be honest with you, if you just if you just eliminate some of the uh, bold moves and some of the you know bringing guys after the punter instead of just like hey, just let this offense this offense is loaded. Just let them get the ball and see what they can do with it. You take away some of that. I, I really don't have too many too many concerns about that part of the game. John, what do you got coming up uh, in the athletic? Yeah, you know, I, I was debating it going in today about if I was going to write offense or defense, and I'm still kind of torn a little bit because, you know, I might actually end up just writing about both of them for Wednesday because both coordinators were good today, and, and, and both sides of the ball are the reason they're winning. You can't just give it to one side or the other. And in 14 and 16, you know, obviously it was leaning towards the offense, and the offense is better than the defense right now. I don't think there's any question about it. But the defense has really kept them in these games, and, and they've exceeded expectations, so – uh, probably write a little bit about the defense for Wednesday, but I don't know. I'm still I'm still debating. I'll <laughs> well, we look forward to the read tomorrow. I, I I can assure you. Hey, man, we appreciate your time today. Thanks so much. No problem, guys. Anytime. Talk to you soon, John Machota from uh, the Athletic covering the Cowboys. Uh, and good stuff there. So uh, it is a five forty six. We're fourteen away from six o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, and we are brought to you by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Your friend in the car business. Stop by and see Ted Teague and the entire crew over there. I mean, they. they uh, I mean, it, they're your friend in the car business, and, and that's not just a slogan. That is an absolute fact. Alan Samuels is an award winning dealership. But uh, you'll, you'll, you'll find much more 
than great award-winning products. The uh, the new 2021 Ram has been ranked number one automotive by uh, number one automotive brand by JD Power's initial quality study, with the 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two, right behind the Ram. Uh, check out the new 2021 Ram 1500 Quad Cab Lone Star Edition. That's why Ram truck owners are the most loyal to the brand. Ram trucks are engineered to bring confidence under the toughest road conditions with impressive towing capability, payloads, and load stability. They offer uh, comfort that uh, exceeds the demand of the daily driver. That's just one of the great vehicles at Allen Samuels. Not only are they going to provide you a great product, they're going to make a great deal on that great product, and then they're going to provide unbelievable, outstanding service after the sale. That's what makes them a tremendous dealership. They are truly your friend in the car business. We're talking about Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram Fiat, 201 West Loop 340. Recently on the John Moore Show. It's been one of those days because I have to have that button out to uh-huh. talk to coaches. Uh-huh. Well, you see, that's why we're here in the 2 o'clock yeah. hour. We want to make sure hey, everything is, the- is ready for Matt Mosley. <laughs> We've just got to make sure everything. This is the everything. test hour for, yeah, yeah the next no, two shows. We work out all the bugs. We work out all the kinks. <laughs> and then when Mosley rolls in at 3 o'clock, everything will be perfect. Because nobody wants to hear that. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Have you been thinking about a new deck for your home, lake house, or country place, or maybe a new pergola for your backyard, or redoing a room to give it a more western or rustic look? If the answer is yes, we invite you to come see us at Redwoods Incorporated. We take pride in having the best selection in the greater Waco area for top quality wood products. It makes no difference if you are just wanting ideas, curious about probable cost, or want us to recommend an outstanding contractor. Our folks at Redwoods Incorporated want to help you from start to finish. Come visit with Greg or Scott and see our new showroom conveniently located on Esther Drive, just off North Valley Mills behind Applebee's Restaurant. Redwoods Incorporated wants you to know no project is too big or too small for us to give you our personal attention. So please call us at 772-5243 or just stop by Redwoods Incorporated anytime and let us show you how helpful we can be. You'll be glad you did. You're invited to experience the best carnival in Central Texas at the Heart of Texas Fair and Rodeo this October. Grab the whole family and come down for fun games, thrilling rides, and all the fair favorite foods. Don't miss the opportunity to make memories that will last a lifetime. On Tuesday, October 12th, for only $20, get unlimited rides, carnival armband, and gate admission. You can also get your tickets at hotfair.com today. We can't wait to see you there. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. 
So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. All right, 551, we are nine away from 6 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. John's got the uh, Big 12 Blitz coming up in a few minutes. He'll take us around the league and talk Big 12 football and He'll do that here in a couple of minutes. And then we're going to get you at 6.30 tonight. We're going to get you out to uh, out to Arlington as the Rangers close out the 2021 season. They got, what, <laughs> six games left, I think? Uh, six games left. And, the th- well, October 3rd is their last game, uh, and that's a Sunday. Uh, and so uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But they're sitting on 99 losses right now, Ward. Uh, I, I'm thinking they. I'm thinking that they don't get to a hundred. I'm thinking they they close with a with six straight wins. You gotta believe. You gotta have some faith. You are you are a negative Nancy. You okay. got, you gotta believe in them. I'll throw a chicken fry out there. <laughs> no, I ain't betting. <laughs> Not that group. <laughs> Not that group. Oh, oh boy, it has been a year for them. And you know what? I still don't know if that guy can manage. I don't. Well, yeah, we don't have we don't chance. have time to get into that. But nope, no, no, we that, that'd be a whole show. We're, we're going to get Jeff Wilson, who co- covers the Rangers, back on here, and we'll do that uh, maybe later this week, or certainly uh, next week after the uh, conclusion of the regular season. So we'll get Jeff on the program, and, and then we're probably going to have to get our buddy Alan Carter, who is the director of the television program, The Voice. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Nobody knows the Rangers better than him, and he's in Los Angeles. And uh, we've had him on a couple of times, and I just sit there and go, turn the mic over to Alan and get out of the way. So uh, we'll try to get Alan on. And uh, plus, I want a couple tickets to The Voice. Never mind. All right, uh, that is going to do it for us. <laughs> thanks for calling in and being a part of the program, and thanks for listening. And thanks to Shahan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com for being on the program. Thanks to Josh Neighbors from Locked On Big 12, and thanks to John Machota from The Athletic Talking Cowboy Football. We'll do it again tomorrow afternoon at 4 o'clock. Until then, have yourself a great evening, and go Rangers! This is the Spectrum Big 12 Blitz, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference football. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Big 12 football on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, we'll check in in Lubbock, Texas. Here from Tech head coach Matt Wells. What did they learn coming off the big loss in Austin to Texas on Saturday? That's straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz.
Baylor, Scott and White, Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics. The team physicians for Baylor Athletics. Diagnosing and treating all sports-related injuries, including concussions. These specialists also provide orthopedic services for athletes and non-athletes alike, whether it's knee or shoulder pain, hand and wrist injuries, orthopedic spine care, and even an arthritis and total joint clinic. Trust the doctors Baylor Athletics Trust. Baylor Scott and White, Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, wants to get you back in the game. The Baylor Bookstore is your spot for all the gear John and the crew wear. Available 24 hours, 7 days a week at BaylorShop.com. Hey folks, John Morris for the Bruner Auto.